0: The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. The following program contains opinions expressed by The Dead Zone. If you find this broadcast offensive,
1: <laughs> lighten up, candy ass.
2: What? Oh my gosh.
1: It's a radio show.
2: Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Initialize sequence. <laughs>
3: Dead Zone, wdzr TV Worldwide. Welcome to the Dead Zone Paranormal Radio Show.
1: Here we are, four days away from Christmas. Man, that went so fast. Hope you guys are doing okay. Tonight's guest is a returning guest from a year ago great friend of the show Robbie Thomas psychic profiler you guys are gonna love this you know, I have no idea we haven't talked in so long who knows what's gonna happen tonight saying it's it's crazy hanging around we've got some brand new bands that have joined the dead zone family so don't go away
4: hey this is Michelle join me Sundays at eight o'clock eastern for paranormal news and events paranormal news <laughs> Hey guys, it's Michelle with Paranormal News and Events. I was checking out phantomsandmonsters.com and found this story here. Can a rake humanoid attach its energy to someone? A Canadian woman only witnessed a pale humanoid when in the presence of her Swedish ex-boyfriend. Since then, the same entity has again manifested around the ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend. I recently came across the following account. In 2012, my then boyfriend lived in Sweden. I lived in Canada. He came to visit me, and during one of the evenings, I woke up to something strange perched at the foot of the bed. It was a pale, thin, humanoid figure. It was completely hairless, and the legs seemed to be bowed in some way. It seemed to walk on all fours despite looking human. I couldn't see much of its face since it was looking away from me. It looked a lot like the creature from the fictional story, The Rake. When I gasped, it hopped off the bed and into the darkness. My partner heard me and woke to ask me what was wrong. I didn't tell him as to not alarm him while trying to rest. In 2014, he was visiting me once more and we were, once again, in bed sleeping. I woke up to hear my boyfriend screaming like I've never heard before. I immediately turned on the light and shook him to try to snap him out of it, but he just screamed and then he cried. About 30 or so minutes, he finally was calm enough to explain what had happened. Apparently, he woke up to a pale humanoid figure with a gaping mouth and black sunken eyes basically on top of him. As he screamed, the figure slowly backed itself into the closet hole staring at him, crawling on all fours. I felt sick. I had never told him about what I saw a few years prior. There's no way he could have known and described what I saw perfectly like that. Now it's shown up again. My ex messaged me today, we're still friends, and he told me his now-girlfriend has seen the pale man. They were asleep, and apparently she woke up to see this thing stalking around the room, and it noticed her frozen in fear, so it crawled up next to her. My ex woke up and tried to console her. She described what she saw. It apparently was a perfect exact match to the thing we both saw. I only ever told him what I saw after his experience, and she has never heard of either of our experiences. Is this just a mass coincidence of hallucinating while waking up? Is it a demon or some sort of haunting? I'm really freaked out. Signed, S-H. Mm -hmm. So, anybody out there ever had any experiences with a creature like this, what they call the rake? Um, my son and a friend of his thought that they saw it uh, out in the woods where we live one day a few years back. And uh, it, it freaked them both out for quite a while. It's still something that he talks about. Um, I've never personally experienced anything like that. But if you have, send me your story at Sorry, michelle.deadzone at gmail.com.
0: Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Hampton Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO trail in South America, Ong's Hat and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a foreword by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com.
4: Now the next story that I found was on Coast to Coast AM. Thai paranormal show canceled following controversial ghost hunt. And again, I'm going to say this, I say this all the time. There are uh, words, cities, names in a lot of these stories that I just cannot pronounce very well. So I apologize in advance for any mispronunciations. A popular paranormal television program in Thailand has been canceled following a controversial ghost hunt in which one of the investigators dishonored a national heroine. The strange incident reportedly occurred when the team from Chong Song fi which translates to the real ghosts, were visiting a temple that serves as a shrine and final resting place for Lady Mo. A weird figure, who legend has it, saved the city's residents from a forced evacuation by invading forces in the 19th century. During the televised ghost hunt, a purported psychic medium claimed to be in communication with Lady Mo's husband and asserted that the spirit told her that his adopted daughter named Boonlua, had actually been his mistress. Oddly enough, the episode originally aired back in February and the alleged revelation from the other side apparently did not cause much of a stir. However, for reasons unexplained, word of the ghost hunt began spreading on social media in Thailand over the last few weeks. The simmering discontent over the episode reaching a full boil this week when several officials in Thailand decried the actions of Chong Song Phi's ghost hunters. The show is disrespecting Lady Mo and destroying her and Lady Boonla. La, Bunlua's virtue, declared the head of a group dedicated to preserving the heroine's memory. Meanwhile, the individual who oversees the temple dedicated to the heroine demanded that the ghost hunters apologize for their actions. The outrage was also echoed by a local government official who also lambasted the program. They should research the historical facts before going on air like this. Wichon Shantaran Tai said they cannot claim something by contacting ghosts. It's not science. He went on to suggest that the city in which the temple is located may even pursue some kind of legal action against the ghost hunters as well as the television network behind Chong Song Phi. It would seem that the strong messages of condemnation were received loud and clear as the broadcaster promptly announced that they have decided to cancel the program. So hear that, Ghost Hunters? Be careful who is actually coming through and giving you messages, and be careful who you tell those messages to. I guess that's what I'm getting out of this. We can't speak our mind at all. Anyway, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope everyone is doing well, staying safe, and keeping their head up through everything. Thanks again. Have a great week.
2: Hello, this is Christopher St. Ruth and you're listening to The Dead Zone <laughs>
1: Are you in a band or a Nova band that is currently unsigned and looking for airplay for free? We want to hear from you. One of the main goals of the show is to help promote up and coming bands and artists as well as our paranormal community. Getting your name out there can be tough, especially these days. Shoot us an email, deadzonebooking at gmail.com. If your music fits our genre, hard rock, 80s, 90s metal, and new metal, we want to help. (laughs) That being said, please welcome the newest member members of the Dead Zone family, Midnight Motel. You can check those guys out on YouTube, excellent video, and they're also on Spotify. This one's from Adrenaline Junkies. The reason these guys have a great sound so don't be shy. Crank that. <laughs> About that, your band could be next. Riggs, scum of the earth. I am the scum. What makes bad kids bad? What makes, what makes them do, do, do the things they do?
2: they do? Boo, babes, and bad guys. <laughs>
0: This is Rick McCullum of the Hollywood Ghost Hunters, and you're listening to The Dead Zone.
3: Dead Zone WDZRDV Worldwide.
0: Okay, and now back to business.
3: If all radio stations in town were palm trees, we'd be the one with the biggest coconuts.
1: Now, here are the one,
3: the
2: only,
1: Dead Zone. zone. Okay, in just a few moments, we're going to get Robbie on the phone. I just read today, by the way. He's in Ontario, of course. Um, They're going to be on complete lockdown starting the 24th, Christmas Eve, for two weeks. Complete lockdown. You can't do anything. Are you? Oh, man, I don't... I mean, it's bad enough as it is, right? Let's hear it from him. And the phone's ringing. And I'm not hearing anything. Hello? Hello? Robbie! Hello! How long has it been, man? It's been a mile and a half. It's been a... It has been a long time. Man, how how are you guys holding up?
5: Yeah, we're doing good up here. I mean, we're in our igloos and, um... We're holding up pretty good, and, and these four walls are talking to me, so. Oh yeah. I'm managing, yeah. How are you guys doing?
1: We're doing okay, dude. I just saw that uh, starting Christmas Eve, the 24th, you guys in Ontario going on 24-hour complete lockdown.
4: Yeah,
5: that's the proposed situation for the next two weeks after that, even longer. He doesn't want to do it, but apparently Quebec is doing it. And yeah. then after Quebec, there's another uh, province that's going to do it. Um, you got to look at it this way: the kids are coming home from college. You know what they want to do? They want to hit the bars. Oh yeah. The malls. Oh yeah. So, so I think they're saying, you know, let's close it up.
1: Right. Just just to be safe, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, luckily, it is during a holiday when some businesses, most businesses, are shut down anyway. Right.
5: That's true. That's
1: true. That is true. Okay, man. So anyway, what have you been doing, uh, just to stay sane? You know.
5: I <laughs> know. Oh, um, well, we, we shot a new series. It's called Halloween Obsessed. Okay. I did that in July. Now the funky thing about this is, you know, it, it, it just it blew up and it's huge. It's award-winning director. Yeah. Uh, from from Hollywood. And um she got Leonard Skinner's keyboard player. Cool. She's gonna put oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's righteous right there. Right. And then got D Wallace.
1: Awesome. Yes. Yeah.
5: Yep. Yeah. She's phenomenal.
1: Oh yeah. She helped me um at Scarefest I got lost when the, when the show shut down. I got right. lost in the building and she helped me find my way out. <laughs> She did this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, I'm sorry.
0: No, help me D, help me.
1: Yeah. For real. Yeah. Well
0: that's cool, dude. Right yeah.
1: on.
5: You know, um Belinda Palmer okay. has a lot of movies. Yeah. And she's uh put this together and she asked me, she said I've done her show she has a radio show called Bat
1: Chat out of LA. Cool. And I've done it for
4: years, right? Yeah.
1: Like yours. And she said Hey
6: Rob, would you like to do something a little
5: wanky? I said, "What's that?" Yeah. I said, Let's do this, and you do all the paranormal side, and take me to places no one's ever been. And I said, "Well, how about the belly of a volcano?" And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs>
5: <laughs> the pirate boat is still there. Yeah, and, you know the whole night, yards. So we did that. We did that segment. And you know the, the weirdest thing. You know how synchronicity is. Yeah. When I put on. On Facebook and social media, said I'm looking for this type of chair. It's Victorian Gothic, you know, the high back end, everything. Well, no more than 20 minutes go by, and lady goes, "You ain't gonna believe this, but there's a lady in close to your town who has that exact chair."
1: Yeah. And I'm <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah.
5: And I, I'm flipping out, and then um, so I go in and I, I call the gentleman up, and it just turns out he's the producer and host of a, a third season show in canada that's going to go now on netflix right and it's um about tattoos yeah and, and that's his chair uh,
1: oh really very yeah, cool. It was cool very cool yeah, yeah. what uh, what place. what company is it the, the one that uh, sh- that shot the uh, paranormal night shift was out of canada too we, we shot that in um buffalo
5: okay um these guys uh they own neon crab um Inc., yeah which is uh and it's um uh, they got six studios from my hometown which borders michigan all the way up through toronto in
1: right. ontario right
5: um they strictly do the tattoo scene yeah yeah
1: okay yeah um I, I i it it's killing me right now i can't not remember the name of the company but uh, yeah they're they're up there too i mean i i flew up there they flew. They kind of met you halfway, you know, in Buffalo there, right. we did that, and that was a year ago, and it just came out last week. Mm. Yeah.
5: It's good, good.
1: Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was great.
5: You're star, you.
1: Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I had like fifteen minutes of fame. That's it. That's Andy Warhol. Your back <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So, so you've got that show come out. All right, that's awesome yeah so you've been you've been working you haven't been just stuck like everyone else you've been actually doing something right
5: yeah dude i have a, a murder cases oh yeah um in fact and it's just last week i get this weird text and the lady goes is this rob and i'm looking at my wife and i'm going and this is at 10 o'clock at night and i'm going this is really weird they got my number who has my personal number <laughs> yeah and i said yeah who's this and they said well do you know, remember linda in arkansas and I'm trying to remember, I do a lot of cases as you know. That's
1: my home state, yeah, Arkansas.
5: Yeah. And she said, Well, the boy was murdered and you said three people did it. Um, we went over your report and your report solved the case. Um the funny thing is though they glanced at it and put it in a pile, never really registered to them but you named everybody that was in there right and she's talking to me on the phone now we're talking now it's about 12 30 in the morning and we're talking and it just so happened that the poor lady died in jail, july Oh, um, okay right yeah because we know what's going on
1: right right and yeah COVID, yeah yeah
5: so that was the mom and so i promised her i'd help get this case solved And i think she pushed from the other side to make those people look at that report again they looked at it Now the people who were handling this case, that lady ran for senator in Arkansas and she obviously didn't make it, but she has uh, an investigative team with the law enforcement and then they went back and looked at all the reports and everything Mm -hmm. and it was just amazing the story she was telling me about the well-to-do family, you know, and the pig blood and you can imagine, you know, going and trying to dump it and wear the scene to throw it off and she's saying, I don't understand why. And I'm thinking, well, you know, DNA of a pig—it's yeah. pretty close, close to
1: a, a human. Pig. Yeah, right.
5: Yeah.
1: Huh. So crazy. That, how, how's that? How, how is that working out?
5: Well, um, the last part we t- we spoke of—they're going to go and look in the pits. Yes. Now, you picture you picture me—I'm in Canada, and you know, I do all the remote viewing from here down to the states and what have you. Right. And that time, I did not—I was not in Arkansas. And I mentioned the two pits with the bulldozer and the trees down. Yes. And she said, I can't believe it. You said it'd be about 10 minutes away from the home. And it's actually seven and a half minutes from the home. Right. And so she says they're going in those pits to, to find the body. They're going to
1: dig them out. Right. Man. Yeah. Some crazy, crazy stuff going on. You know? Yes, yeah, true. I mean, you know. there's still no closure on the case that we spoke about last year, um, down in the, you know, down south from us here, right?
5: Oh, that one there, yeah. You know, that's really strange because I'm sitting with the file. I have the gentleman's photographs. Yeah. I know who it is. Yeah. Um, the witness has spoken to the law enforcement there. They know everything, but it's how can I say it? If they don't piece it, they're going to lose it, right?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's been so long now. I mean, they've went through what. I think at least two different suspects. They they had an idea of who was who who did this, and it's like everything you read. They they don't know, you know what I mean? Right. They're 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 guessing,
5: right? Well, the two suspect drawings match the two individuals that were the photographs I have. Right. Um, it's people but, say oh, one guy is actually now. So yeah. now a little little bit more news come out on your show. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So there was there there wasn't just one guy. There were two.
5: That's
1: right. Okay, I kind of, kind of had a suspicion about that. Yeah. Huh.
5: Yeah. Wow. Crazy, I guess crazy. I know.
1: I guess we'll find out.
5: We will. If if the if the, if the you know, what's funny, they get a hold of me yeah. from not only law enforcement but witnesses. Yeah. And she sat on my social media for a year before opening her mouth. Right. And so I mean, she's terrified. Right. I, I, now, is she yeah. is
1: she afraid of re- repercussions from uh, someone else?
5: The, the suspects,
1: yes, yeah, yes. absolutely. You know, them and their families and, and friends, yeah,
5: definitely
1: amazing. It, I I just don't know what to say about it. I, you know what I mean?
5: Yeah, I know it's, it's really strange. You know, here's another strange one. Just uh, two nights ago, yeah, we hear about ladies, I'm I'm getting a tattoo, and he yeah. says, "Do you do grave robbers?" And I'm saying, <laughs> "You mean the kind that go and steal items?" And she goes, well, this is a little bigger than just items. Steel corpses. I'm thinking, yeah. 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 But that didn't hit me. I'm thinking gravestone,
1: right? Right. You
5: mean what? Gravestone? And she goes, no, they took the first Wow. I'm home. Oh, you're kidding me. And it's right in my hometown. Oh. Go, no way. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going, yeah, well, let's do this. And I'm waiting for her to get a hold of the family. You know, it's really hard because the parents are in their 70s. Yeah. They just buried this girl. She, you know, committed suicide. Unfortunately, right, you know, sad, very sad. Yes. So they went and buried her. No big ceremony. It was just the parents, best friend and another best friend. Nobody knew about it. And then they went back the next day or, or the next day after, and she was dug up and gone.
1: So someone was watching.
5: Absolutely. Yep. 100%. You right. nailed it. Yeah.
1: Huh. That's amazing. And that's yeah. probably not the first time.
5: You know, in this town, it's the first time.
1: It's the first time.
5: It's the first time a body got
1: taken. Taken, taken
5: yeah. 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 Wow. That's big time, time jail.
1: Oh, yeah, and and it hasn't been that long ago, and nothing has turned out. There's been no, nothing.
5: Nothing at all. You know, the police were down there, and they took a look, and they had no evidence, no entrails. They were so precise in how they dug up the grave site
1: and when they put the dirt back they put it back in place almost exactly the same way oh really
5: because of the elevation of the land and it, and it you know it crumbled yeah you could help take it out yeah um hmm. yeah really strange you know you know they really had her brother in my home i don't know the guy i don't know the man the first time i met him right two weeks ago when this all happened and you know, we have. Facebook marketplace so I'm selling an item I bought that's brand new and he wanted to buy it. All Right. so he comes over to the house and he says, he texts me first he says I have a little problem at the gravesite something got stolen and okay you know I didn't ask him questions after he came over I bought the boots yeah. yeah two days ago I'm getting a tattoo and the lady says to me yeah my best friend had something happened got stolen I'm putting one to one together and going mm-hmm. then I started describing him to her yeah and she goes that's because that's her brother oh. that's the whole gosh how uncanny is that right yeah
1: man yeah well it's another one to work on right
5: yeah we're working on it i'm going to be going to the gravesite with them and the police here probably this weekend
1: this weekend well yeah what a way to spend the christmas right
5: you you know it you know it
1: (laughs) speaking of tattoos now Let's yeah. change. Let's change the subject here a little bit. I noticed you've got a new tattoo.
5: I've got a new tattoo.
1: And explain to me what Metis Spirit Walker is. Yeah.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Métis is the first actual people of Canada. Okay. So when you say Métis, I uh-huh. am of Indigenous blood. Very cool. So the Europeans came over to Canada in 1600s in the fifteen, sixteen hundreds, they married into indigenous people. My great-grandmother ancestor was the one who started the Métis line in, in, out of Quebec when the new France began. When mm-hmm. Champlain came down and, and brought his fur trade, my great-grandfather, Chief Roque Manitoboich,
2: mm-hmm.
5: was Huron chief native Algonquin Iroquois, and he became friends with Le Tardif. And Le Tardif was one of the men who worked with Champlain's company and he became their interpreter and guide. So they started doing all the fur trade through Canada and the United States. And I was my great grandfather ancestor. All right. And my grandmother, Obi Habachinook, was the spirit walker. So they gave birth or she gave birth to a girl and the girl became not I wouldn't say property of, but um the said, I will raise her as white because then she'll have a better chance in life and go further, right? Right. So my great-grandfather agreed. The whole story's there. My heritage page is on my website. So he gave his daughter to be raised by the Tardis. She met a gentleman by the name of Martin Prevost, who was my great-grandfather, European-French side. So that, when they had babies, Mm -hmm. the babies became Métis, which means mixed breed.
1: Mixed breed, okay. All right. Very cool. Yeah. How did you find, how did you trace your lineage back to that?
5: Oh, that was very simple. Um, I knew since age two.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
5: I was Metis. But I picked up the phone and called the chief in Quebec. And the chief says, I have your mother's death records here. It just took me. 50-some years to do this right so I called up and she says I need your baptismal records which will have your mom and dad's name on it right I need your mother's baptismal records which will have her mom and dad's name on it and I need your grandmother baptismal records which will have her mom and dad's name on it and then they'll trace the names all the way back Right. I give them to her and sure enough they traced all the names all the way back and there they are. Family.
1: Very yeah. cool. That was that was kinda easy, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it truly was. Yeah, it happened
5: all
1: within a week. Within a week. Wow. Yeah. That is cool. So
5: I'm, uh, I am no longer a Canadian citizen. I am Métis Nation.
1: Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That tattoo is a uh, tattoo's great. I love that man. It looks really cool yeah
5: you know that the one I designed that crest so you see the, the Ojibwa yeah and then you see the Abenaki right the Abenaki. now here's a little story for people as the pilgrims came over to America back in the 1600s they forced my grandmother and her family to leave Massachusetts and as they left Massachusetts and went inward into land that's where that all started with all the pilgrims back and that's where you have Thanksgiving huh
1: so that tribe, it was an American, say American, and a Native American that were that was indigenous to what is now the United States. It was from Canada.
5: No, they were no. Like she was American Native American.
1: Oh, okay. She,
5: yeah, she met my grandfather and ancestors. They had to flee from all the killing. She had to flee with her, uh, okay. With her tribe. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, They came up into Canada.
1: Okay. Canada. Now I understand. Now I got you. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Canada. Yeah. Yeah very cool very cool. all right man one more thing yeah i think we might be we might be short i don't know we've got like 18 minus 18 16 whatever um i did see you've got an, a book that you've put out there it's signs from heaven now was that before or after uh, psychic profiler
5: no that's way before the latest book would be the psychic profiler
1: okay all right
5: yeah i don't know if we delved into the production side of this uh, of that book that's garnered a TV series, but um, we've been sitting down it's really uncanny because I was going to retire and it was this time.
1: What? You're uh, too young you know. to retire. What's wrong with you?
5: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Because, you know what the funny thing was? It was this time last year. Yeah. Exactly this time last year. And then I get an email and it's from the people, the, the vice president of a production company out of Colorado. Yeah. And they did dog the bounty hunter.
1: Yes. Jesus. Okay.
5: I'm thinking, okay, I'll sit down and I'll talk to you. You, you tell me what you got to offer. Well, it wasn't just a one hour, two hour conversation. It turned into two weeks, three, four hours a day conversation. Oh, yeah. And, and then getting all the police back on board, getting everybody to have their interview with the vice president, everything like that. The case is all submitted. Everything is down. Perfect. Didn't I get another letter? Well, because COVID hit then in March, as we know. Right. Yeah. Everything stalemated yeah so then i get another letter from um another dog show different producers different everything another yeah. production right and they said we want to you know revisit with you on this again i said okay so now i have something thrown in front of me for them and i'm sitting with two now right and to, yeah <laughs> <laughs> they can, wow you know, what, What? three times a charm? I don't know. Right. But um choose enough. And I have to choose. So right. when this pandemic is done, I have to make my mind up. And I looked, I'm going to be honest here with you, the money's fantastic. Absolutely. You know I mean? Yes. It's not about the money. Because I looked at the, the sequence of how we're going to help the families.
2: Yes.
3: And
5: I that was the first thing was on my mind was because we can't let them down. There's just no thing about money with families. They were talking about family members here, yeah. and we've got we to gotta treat people right. So, right. yeah, i got to make a decision.
1: Well, the best thing about it is you've got two different production companies flying for your business, as it were, and I'm sure you can negotiate something. know between the two you know play one against the other maybe you can get a better deal
5: no absolutely you know (laughs) um it was because that's what i did um yeah you know i'm not no sunshine fool here yeah Um, i I did that and it was uh you know they're beautiful people and they want to do the same thing and, and do and get it done get it on the road right help families and move on right um
1: Man, it's hard anyway, because it takes it takes a year at least to get it filmed to get it get it and, and then get it sold to a network, right?
5: Exactly. Yeah. And then that's another thing. Yeah. Networks. Yeah. i love it. There's I don't know how many networks I remember the number saying something like twenty four major executives have looked at it and out of the twenty four there was a good like twelve that really interested right. in twenty. And that was like before the pandemic, right? Yes. So everything got closed down. Nobody's mm-hmm. doing anything. So right. I don't know where we stand right now.
1: Well, this can't last forever. And It's not going to end yeah. tomorrow, but uh, they're going to be hungry for new shows, You know, new money. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. You know, I'll
5: tell you something out there, everybody's tuning in, listening. to this. You can actually bet your bottom dollar that the next shows that are coming on will have to do with up-feeling, good-feel, family virtue, you know, that type of thing. It's not going right. to be we're just rushing cops, cops, cops. It's yeah. going to be, no, we're going to be there for the families. That's right. what we're looking for. It'll bring everybody
1: up. Right. You're going to show some closure, some some good good feelings, good vibes. You got it. You know it. Yep. All right, man. Where can we find your books? We all know you've got like a million websites out there, right?
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You can, you know, I keep it simple. Go to robbythomas.net and on there, there's a, you know, a bunch of pages.
1: Yes. You oh yes. Yeah. Pages. Yes.
5: And you can see the library and hit that. It'll take you to Amazon and wherever you want to go.
1: Right. Okay. And are you are are you doing any like speaking or any kind of lecture? You think maybe coming uh, up?
5: Yeah, that's nothing. My tour got canceled. Yeah. Um, not really hurt because there's a lot of people who wanted to do this, and you know, it, the, the worst thing was when I was, we were giving back everybody all the ticket money. Yeah. And we we're canceling out on all these people, and everybody's hopes fell. Yeah. Everybody knew what this pandemic was.
1: Right.
6: Nobody
5: knew what was really, you know, gonna happen to, to, to hundreds of thousands of people. Yes. But, you know, um, it's in the back of my mind. I have uh, a good idea, hopefully, maybe, by the end of next summer, if everything goes good for every one of us, and if we get past this, we might do something.
1: All right. Now, you know, um, I talked to uh, Scotty, was on, Scotty Rourke. You know Scotty Rourke, right? Yeah, yeah. He was on the show uh, a few months back, and I was like, I mean, I'm not sure how, how big they were or, or anything like that, but up around closer to you, you know, what is it, Michigan or Wisconsin or something like that? Yeah. They were They were doing shows. They were doing something. I mean, they weren't just sitting here going, what do I do now? like we yeah. are, you know?
5: And you know, the unfortunate circumstances of that is, I know if you can go on, and we all hang together, there's a lot of paranormal people on people's pages. Yeah. But lately I've been reading, you know, please say a prayer for our team member because... Because come they've come
1: it. down with it. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I know. And,
5: well, yeah. How did you come down with it? You went ghost hunting. Right. went to an event. Right. Yes. Oh, it's not worth it.
1: No. No, absolutely not. Especially not for older um, folks like me. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah, you're ancient. Yeah, he'll, he'll get you, man. <laughs> <laughs> he'll
1: get you. <laughs> he we'll definitely get you. All right, man. And I'll let you go, man. It's so, it's so good to talk to you again. It's been a over a year. It seems like, right?
5: Yeah, it has been. You know what? You're right. It's been about a year, two weeks exactly. I seen the last uh, memory thing come up on Facebook there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I'm back on Yeah, come here. You're off.
1: Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's hope we can. Let's hope we can get together. And a meet and greet sometime soon. That would be nice. That yeah. would be awesome. Zombie, zombie, zombie Absolutely, man. You know it. <laughs> yeah, you. I guarantee you when we meet again, me and you, zombie dust.
5: Good twelve pack at least. Oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Robbie, I appreciate it, man. And tell tell the family, Merry Christmas and stay safe.
5: Yeah, Merry Christmas to yours, and you guys be safe and God bless
1: you. All right, God bless you. Hope to see you soon.
5: You will do. Thank you. Bye.
1: Thank you, Robbie Thomas. Once again, the Gremlins have taken over and ruined our audio. I hope you guys enjoyed the show, even with the bad audio. Thank you for tuning in. And from the Dead Zone, we wish you a very Merry Christmas.
0: Now, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
6: Walton. I am a vocal performer for What Are You Afraid Of? Horror and Paranormal Show and I have carried the burden of a terrible secret. I am actually what is offensively called a ghost. For years now I have concealed my ectoplasmic existence from my friends and family in fear of a common prejudice against ghosts or what we like to call the disembodied I have existed frightened of being discovered, unable to do physical acts that the embodied take for granted, such as walking a squirrel, or drinking a glass of vitamin E milk fresh squeezed from a whale. I grew depressed and even considered acts of self-harm or reincarnation, which is suicide for the disembodied. Such movies as Ghostbusters and its sequels drove my feelings of disenfranchisement and I began looking for help only to encounter painful exorcisms in the houses I haunted. Then, I met two good people, it says here, Fox and Phil, at what are you afraid of, horror and paranormal. And they helped me take control of my own life. Now, It is my choice whether I wish to make phantom bangs in the night, appear at the foot of your bed in darkness, or make your walls bleed. If you are a disembodied person like I am, and you're living a lie, what are you afraid of can help you too. They are on at 9pm on Friday nights at Para X Radio leaving plenty of time for midnight haunting activities, and can be found on all major podcast services. Listen to their paranormal stories, interviews, humorous sketches and horror fiction to know that you are not alone. And if you are a member of the Embodied, don't forget, you are only a single heart attack or tumour away from becoming one of us. This is David Walton. See you on the other side, or as I call it, this side. And that is the end of a perfect day.
3: Good evening.
4: I am Sammy Terry, and you're listening to the
3: Dead Zone.
1: Your source for everything paranormal, Para-S.
0: you've enjoyed this episode share it with your friends
1: this is the dead zone paranormal radio show thanks for listening, thanks for listening.